Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Mr. Dave Hill. We visit Waterbury, Connecticut and discuss details on clothing. Whimsical ones. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in Los Angeles. Can just see the mountains through the haze. The uh, the the heat has kind of died down, and now I would I would call it more comfortable than it's been. Uh, <laughs> it really has been horrible. Yeah, it's been it's been <laughs> bad, but uh, it's a nice. I had a nice uh, I had a nice porch brunch today, and really uh, on it was a porch. Delightful. Yeah. Was this now? Was this a fenced in porch? Was this a screened in porch? Would tell tell me a little bit about this porch. Uh, you know, uh, I when I said porch, I probably misrepresented it. It was uh, a restaurant that had tables outside. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I led you to believe it was this was tables outside. This is such you. We are less than two minutes into the podcast. I know, and I'm already You're just already fucking lying my ass off, burying me in a pile of your bullshit. Yeah, let's bring our guest in. You know him as a rock and roll and television celebrity turned author writing celebrity. Yeah. A legend of the East Coast specifically. Mr. I think it's more far reaching than that. Well, I mean, your legend gets mixed up on the West Coast with West Coast Dave Hill. That's so you say. Okay. Well, his name's Dave Hill. (laughs) Welcome to the program, Dave. No, nothing, you know, not to get back to West Coast Dave Hill right out of the gate, but is there really that much confusion going on? You're both pretty handsome. Uh, he's more handsome than I am, or handsome. What's well, a different sort of handsome? Yeah. It's a different yeah, sort his of handsome. Is some more, uh, uh, it's hard, traditionally, his uh, is a that, sort of sexual. This is the yeah, the kind, the way that we think of romantic. the word handsome. <laughs> and yours is just kind of a fun, goopy handsome. Yeah, like oh, I, I would, uh, you know, for people who you know make bad decisions. Yeah. So I'm, I'm that kind of handsome. That's where I come in. I bet sex with him would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, probably work out. Dave, you're more of a postal pants handsome. I should explain that you're wearing postal pants. Well, yeah, I don't know what. They're kind of postal, but then like tux. I guess I I saw them as marching band pants. Marching band? They've got a stripe up the side, I guess we should say. Yeah, they're blue with a black. Is that like a guitar pick pocket? Is that what we're looking at right here? Oh, this. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to talk about. I always think talking about clothes, I sound like a major a-hole. Uh, because <laughs> Dave, remember who you're talking to. That's true. That You raise a good point. Well, of course, well, these are Paul Smith. Right. Sure. Which, oh, right out of that. Now I sound like it. Not that Paul, anyone who wears Paul Smith, but basically, these are $7,000 pants. Right. <laughs> no, but they, they uh, I got them at Paul Smith. And you know they, you know, yeah, they Paul like a, Smith, they like whimsical. a detail. They're yeah, like a whimsical like, detail. And like there, you know, there's all sorts of details that only I'm aware of with these pants. Like there's little silk ball details ticklers. inside. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. ball ticklers. <laughs> there's a, like a feather that is somehow mounted to tickle my anus the whole mm-hmm. time I wear them. Mm, sure, that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah, 
And they also they also whisper encouragements. <laughs> if I uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you have to put your head between your knees. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get right up close to your own anus. But if you do, you'll hear, hey, keep on trucking. You can do it. These well, girls, Dave. They're yeah. called <laughs> FETs, fetal encouragement trousers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anytime you want to get in the fetal position, your trousers sure. will encourage you. Yeah, and they're, they're like sort of an on-the-go pant. Yeah, right. I mean, and you are an on-the-go on yeah. on kind of guy. This is what I put on to, when I'm on-the-go. They're like, you maybe want to run some errands, throw these pants on. You know who I drove behind, speaking of on the go, mm-hmm. uh, all the whole way here? Um, they took many of the same turns I did. A cargo van that was a sort of halfway between blue and uh, lilac type of Ooh. color. A real sort of like a I'm cobalt. Maybe, you, maybe you'd call it sort of a slightly reddish cobalt blue. Sure. Like a bold color. Yeah. With custom gra- – first of all, it had – it had it was dropped a little. Um, oh, like in a. I'm gonna move my chair a little bit too. So yeah, I that's great. I feel like you're not wearing headphones. What's going on there? I'm not. Do you Should have I? headphones? Where are your headphones? I don't think I have them. Do I? You're gonna have to do all of segment one without headphones. I don't know what's I'm going okay. on. I'm okay. I'm okay without because the thing with me and headphones, they create. They give me the illusion that I'm talking louder than I really am because I uh-huh. hear it and I'm like, that sounds resonant. I sound articulate, and then. I listened back to the the whatever thing that I was on, and I'm like, I sound, uh, whatever, you know, the opposite of that. Sure. I'm Dave. I've been using your headphones to tickle my anus. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have your fancy pants. No, they're fancy. That's my point. They're fancy pants. Yeah, because they look like they're not. And then I say, well, they were nine thousand dollars. Yeah, people. If someone so know- if someone came up to you and said. Those pants aren't fancy. You would just have to say to them, you don't know what's going on with my anus right now. <laughs> and then fancy, fancy stuff. I should thought, stuff. though, to dress better. I didn't think cause I, that I was going to – I mean I knew Hey, I'm I, wearing short pants. Yeah, but you – and I thank you for calling them short pants. But you have a great outfit on. That's oh, thank you. That, from head to that's toe. That's kind of you. Casual, stylish. But I'm wearing like a crappy T-shirt. You're on the go. Running shoes. You're taking this, care of business. You're here. You're there. Yeah, but you know, I you've have got a, meetings. You've got dinners. You've got drinks. Yeah, but you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta protect the brand. I'm not really right. protecting the brand right I now. But I mean, I, Dave, I feel like you, you know, this being audio only, we could have just run with the supposition that you were in one of your like velvet classic suits. crushed velvet yeah. blazers. Well, that's the thing. Maybe we should have. Can you edit you out are. everything so far? No, but we can just work from here on out. We'll claim that. Yeah. Well, I've had people be and, you know, disappointed it'll... when I'm not dressed that way. Like, they'll see me dressed like this, and they'll be like, oh, my gosh. Because you have that. a very particular style on stage. Yeah. That happens to me. I bet. So people see me without yeah. a necktie, and I don't wear a necktie. I think people think that I wear, because On Put This On, which is the main video sure. thing, and on the TV show that I hosted briefly, I wore a <laughs> necktie. That's because I'm hosting a TV show. Yeah, you're, you're, sure, you're showing up for life. Yeah, exactly. Now, I don't wear a necktie. Today's Saturday, Dave. Yeah. It's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. I'm not going to wear a necktie. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. But then people come up to me and they say, are you Jesse Thorne? And I say, yes. This happens all the time, by the way. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> just constantly. I just got to beat the fans away. No, but somebody will come up to me and say, are you Jesse Thorne? And I'll say, yes. And they're like, but you're not wearing a necktie. Is that all I am? Yeah. Yeah. It is. You're a hanger yeah. for right. a necktie. 
I realize that. Okay, no, but can we get second... back to the van that I was? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Van derailed. What? Okay. Sorry. So this van is uh, sort of uh, halfway between cobalt blue and lilac, a color that I would call 1989, and it's dropped a little bit, and it has rims on it. Nice. It does not have huge rims on it because there's not enough room. Right. It's got standard wheels on it. Now, was there okay. any kind of Scarface branding on this van? I'm getting there. Okay. So it did not have any Scarface branding. What it did have is a sort of geometric design mm-hmm. that if I were going to characterize it, I would characterize it as Trapper Keeper. Okay. Um, it was... This is just kind of a random collection of polygons mostly in bright colors. Purple, I can kind green, of... Yeah, yeah, pink, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a lot of lines yeah. exploding this way and that. A Duran Duran album cover. Yes, precisely. Wow. And... Uh, I'm driving behind this van, and I'm thinking, this is a hell of a van. Like, this is pretty serious, this thing. They're really committed to this. And I look down at the license plate. It's it was a- just really cool that you were driving behind Dame Judy Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dri- I am look down at the license plate of this van. It's a vanity license plate, and it says Clown Street. <laughs> Whoa. S- Clown ST. And then did you pull... I don't want to ruin the end. Of, did did you see what the driver looked like? So I find I'm driving behind this van for six miles. Wow, a long way on the freeway. Um, the whole way between my house and here, basically. We finally turn off, and uh, they're taking a different turn off than I am. So I turn off around them. I drive up. It was genuinely the most disconcerting experience of my life. Because it was two uh, Latino clowns in full clown makeup, but no clown clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. How did you know they were Latino? You can tell. I had a side view. But how? You could see they were having a passionate argument in the van. Okay. <laughs> um, interesting. So, But I mean, I guess, I guess clown suit is kind of like, you know, necktie and that you don't want to you know, you don't want to put it on unless yeah, you have to in this in this don't heat. Don't mess up your clown suit. But at yeah, the yeah. same time, it's probably one of those situations where if the kids saw you without your clown makeup on, mm-hmm. it's over for you. You know, that's a nightmare on clown street. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember the first time that happened with Santa Claus where I saw the guy out of his, his costume. Makeup? And I had made a drawing without his clown, for him, clown. for Santa Claus, of Santa Claus. And then I saw him, like, coming out of the... It was at an ice rink okay. in Cleveland, where I'm from. Do you remember anything about the drawing? Was it just of Santa, or was it you on his lap, or...? I don't remember. I remember it was on a pair, like, an illegal notepad. It was like, okay. yellow-lined paper. You, Santa, and Cleveland Indian star Oda B. McDowell. Who's that? Is that, like, Rico Cardi? Indians. Do you know who Rico Cardi is? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's one of those. It's good. Well, we're right, we're right here together. We're on this. Charles Nagy. Let's go with Charles Nagy. Oh, nice. Boog Carlos Powell. Bayerga. Oh, yeah. That was, that was from the golden era. Yeah. We almost won the World Series. So right. did, you, did you, despite seeing Santa Sans Santa gear, did you give him the picture anyways, or did you he kind already of crumple had it, it up in a rage? I saw it, like, on top of his... Oh. Supplies or whatever hmm. Santa supplies. You saw it inside a bur- box that said "Jerk off to this later." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when. Can and I interject I here for a second? I'm really worried now that I've said it out loud that Odomi McDowell didn't play for the Indians. He only played for uh, the Texas Rangers. Mm. 
So I, I'm just going to let everybody out there know who's really keen on the baseball of 1988 that uh, don't email. Yeah. Just don't send me an email. Okay. It's not worth it. Well, I would I would say that he did not play for the Indians because oh, it would have at least rung a bell, like Buddy Bell, <laughs> right? Sandy Alomar Jr. Sounds about right. Yeah, I'm back. Great. Yeah, <laughs> back. Great. Welcome back. Ever. Did I Welcome ever back. Your podcast. This no. is. A, I like to ask this question about ten fifteen minutes in. To no. Every, I would say you have at least 20, 25 minutes before you ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> we're headed. I mean, you have cut the brake lines. Yeah. And we're headed downhill. Yeah. We're careening well, out of control. I just know the world we live in. And I know people are going to let you know what, you know, what, whether I ruined it or not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're going to let you know. They'll probably let me know. They will let me know. They got your like Twitter you, handle. Yeah, they'll be like, you ruined you ruined the podcast. At Mr. Dave Hill. At Mr. Dave Hill. But I did Adam Carolla, as we were talking about in the elevator, when I was wearing my velvet suit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people- Which you are still tweet, wearing still and wearing. always wear. Yeah, but I took off the jod purse. Now I'm just in a- I don't even know why I wore those here. Well, yeah. did, you, did you ride here? No, that's what was weird You about drove it. here. You still I have on your think... jaunty cap, though. Yeah, I do have my jaunty cap. You carry that. You have that whip too. Yeah, that and riding the, crop. Yeah, and there's a live wounded fox. Right. In the uh, uh, we didn't bring him in. The yeah, studio. he is. Really when, as we're si- as we're as we're signing there. off, you're going to deliver the killing blow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. your plan. Put him out of his misery. It's such a dramatic make, sign off. Make a girl's dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, but Dave, the, you also fuck in the suit, from what I understand. I, do, I get up to a lot of fucking. Yeah. and I do wear wear the suit when I do it. Yeah. Good, yeah, because I don't want to. I mean, again, I mean, I imagine, you know. You could be in a situation where you would go home with a young lady and you come out of the bathroom, you know, nude and she would be disappointed and say, I thought you always wore the suit. No, I give him give him the suit. Yeah, yeah sure. I don't mind a little dry cleaning bill. <laughs> don't sure. mind. And you get a good dry cleaner. Yeah, I got it. Discreet. Yeah. yeah, he's he's very – yeah, does not question, does not open the bag until I leave. Not one of these the Monica quote, Lewinsky situations. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. quote, the quote under the sign is, we'll assume that's pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually uh, – I had a, a homeless person dump an entire bottle of piss on me recently. What? No. I swear to you. That's yes. not real. That's what, true. What, now, what – How? What, when you say when you say bottle, like a – not like a like a baby's bottle, like a water a giant bottle. giant Gatorade bottle. What? Full what? of piss. Hobo pee. Oh, my God. Like you... buttery hobo. <laughs> like, you know, the So pee, the consistency led the you to pee, believe it the was – The pee of a dehydrated – a man – Man is not, you know, you know the kind I'm talking about. Very murky. Yeah, yeah, sure. Very yellow, and uh, he threw it at me. And uh, did were you? And uh, you didn't. You hadn't engaged him. Like you weren't talking to him. Were you? Like, I said, show me what you got, motherfucker. Okay. Right. He was asleep. He did not <laughs> react. So I said, <laughs> no, no. Technically, I technically uh, did you dump this jar of pee on yourself? And this... technically, was the hobo you? <laughs> You know, you know. Now we're getting into semantics. I feel right. Like. And um, sorry. It, well, yeah. No, this is more of a Rashomon scenario now. Right. <laughs> we'll get the bum in here next week, and he'll tell his side of the story. Um, <laughs> no, I was eating a gyro, and I, I there was no trash can. I was in the subway, and I set it down on the 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 storage bin thing that was at the end of the platform. 
And he somehow he was not happy about it. I didn't see him there. And all of a sudden he's like, Wah! he's like, back up, and keeps yelling at me. Was he Greek? He was Greek. Yeah, he was from Mykonos. He said, mm-hmm. <laughs> "No, he was uh, Lesbos. Lesbos from the Isle of Lesbos." Uh, no, and he all of a sudden was like, "Back up!" And I wasn't really moving because I was like, "What's this guy gonna do?" Like, and then I, so you know, he didn't like that you were littering, that you were wasting food. What unclear? Okay, just um, mad at mad at the gyro. I didn't waste any. I ate all of it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I mean. And he was like a crazy, like caveman, homeless, ninety. So I didn't move. But part of me thought, like, this might not even be about me. Like, he may yeah. be mad at an imaginary person, sure, standing right near, right where I am, basically. And so I thought, maybe yeah. he's mad at radio waves. Yeah, yeah. This could, you know. So I didn't really move that much, a few inches. And then he's like, back up. I'll throw this bottle of piss on you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this bottle of piss appears from out of nowhere like a ninja. Did it have a sound? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then before he even finished the sentence, he just launched the whole thing at me. Was it open? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. He whipped the cap off in one motion, but just blasted me. I'm wearing a – getting back to Paul Smith. Right. I'm wearing a Paul Smith suit. Have you talked to Paul about this? I would like to. I think that he would – I think he'd be willing to replace this suit. No. You know what? I don't know because uh, <sighs> I wrote to Paul Smith, well, the, the website. Hmm. Yeah. Because uh, – you've probably had this problem. Uh, with their socks – and I find this any nice any nice socks like with designs on them and such, they they fall apart. Do you find this? Like oh, stuff with patterns, you know, uh, floral prints or whatever. Uh, a nice sock. I like a jaunty sock. Sure. Give them a show, yeah, right? Absolutely. Show so, a little ankle from time to time. Yeah. and But, you know, if they're not solid, I find that the fabric is somehow compromised. And Paul Smith socks are like $30 usually. Which I is a lot to pay for a sock. Yeah. I only get them on, I get them on sale. I only buy did them on you sale. Write the, did you put that in the letter? I didn't mention the sale, but I wrote to through the website. I said, "Look, you're selling socks for thirty bucks." I realize I don't have to buy them, but I do because I like them. I like the way that you kick an outfit up like another level. Yeah, you show sure. a little sock, but I'm like, they all fall apart, and uh, they never wrote back. They didn't just write send you a copy of Things Fall Apart by Chinua. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they I mean, but have. I mean, I think something to that you need to realize, Dave, is that hobo pee has a corrosive quality. Well, this so maybe that's that. what's ruining your socks. Well, no. I, Do you keep getting into this hobo pee situation, Dave? Is that what well, you're holding back from us? No, but what happened with me? Well, here, th- this I did worry about the corrosive effects of hobo pee. So I I covered in piss, my hair, everything, like literally from so, head to souvlaki. So this like this like hit you. This like he nailed me, like uh, like impeccable aim. Yeah. Not a drop wasted. Like, probably a few weeks worth of hobo pee. Yeah. And he nailed me. It maybe, like, bounced off me and maybe a few drops got on other people. Like, people scattered. Yeah. But he really, it was all, he really was like, this is all for you, pal. And covered me. Like, he soaked through my pants, through my underwear. He effectively wet my pants (laughs) with his piss. (laughs) It was a situation. And I was going out to Brooklyn to do a show. And I had to get out of the 
I just like went outside and I called and I was like, "Hey, run a little late, hobo pee. I'll get see you when I get there." And couldn't get a cab. Ended up having to get like a town car, like twenty dollars for what would have been a five dollar ride. You had to get a car service. Yeah. Well, the, you know they were pulling or the one pulled over like a Lincoln, but it's expensive. But I was like, I can't. You know, I just got to get. Out Did of you it. tell the guy that you were urine soaked? No, it was hard because I was on the phone. Because of course, like I'm calling everyone. I'm like, you're never going to believe this. And uh, <laughs> but then as soon as I got in the car, I realized I couldn't tell people what happened. So I started texting people. But um, I went home, and I was like, how do I get into my apartment covered in hobo piss? Like what? And so I was very. Yeah, I, you live in a doorman building. No, I mean you would think a guy like me, right. but I don't. I live in a. You're co- you you cavort with the common man. I I really do. You know, people have this impression of me sometimes that I'm right. fancy, and and don't get me wrong, I am. But I'm also you know I'm from Cleveland. I'm a regular dude. Right. So I, I live in a regular building. Right. I keep it real. Sometimes you and you and Drew Carey. Yeah, yeah. We're just people. Yeah. And Charles uh, Nagy, Cleveland Indi- Indians. Yeah, sure. Charles Nagy. Um, uh, and Boog Powell. Yeah, and Boog Powell. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, I had to get in my apartment, and, and I thought it out. I'm like, okay, if this is how you do it. This is how you get in and not get pissed on anything. And I had a whole strategy, and, like, it was a Mission Impossible scenario. But basically the long and short of it is I took everything off. In Paul the lobby. Suit. No. I went inside, got a trash bag right away, set down my keys and all that stuff, and made a mental note to decontaminate all those items because everything had piss on it. And I took uh, the suit off, Thomas Pink shirt, oh. vintage tie I got in London. Oh man, that's and, international. I know it's an international outfit, and and the the uh, pocket square bought, bought for me by you, oh. though you probably don't realize it. But when I did the pocket square thing for put this on, Benjamin bought. One at this shop because the one I brought was crappy, uh, and he let me keep it, which is very nice. Wow, that sounds you horrible. can take what that a disaster. out. Disaster. You know what you should have did. You know what you should have done. Did yeah. I'll tell you what we did when we were shooting. Put this on. We shot this commercial for <gasps> Lifeway Kiefer. Shout out to my people up at Lifeway Kiefer. It's a fine Kiefer. What is a Kiefer? It's a drinkable yogurt. It's got a lot. Oh, of, sure. Now it's got a lot it. of probiotics. Now it's getting in my head. Yeah, this stuff is tremendous. Is I actually really do like this stuff. It's great. They sponsored an episode of Put This On, and so we, we made a commercial for them. for them. And we came up. They told us to their credit. They said, "Just do whatever you want, and you know, make sure you mention Lifeway Kiefer." <laughs> so we did a commercial. The premise of which was that I was pouring Kiefer over my head because I wanted the probiotics, and I didn't understand you're supposed to drink it. <laughs> so. I wore we 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 had planned to buy a suit at a thrift store, but we didn't have time. We were shooting, uh, you know, fourteen hours a day when we were in New York, and we realized that we had not actually bought a suit. So it turns out that Ben Harrison, uh, who you know, the director of Put This On, sure, is the same size as me. It's also a forty-two long. Another well-dressed man. A very well-dressed man, and um, so. He said, listen, I have this I have this Dolce & Gabbana suit that I don't ever wear. You can just wear it for this. And I'm like, Ben, I don't know, you know. It's a, th- that suit must have cost you some money. He's like, oh, you know, I bought it at Lowman's. 
only cost me a few hundred dollars, and I really don't ever wear it. And I was really uncomfortable with it until uh, he actually brought his girlfriend into the mix. Rachel confirmed that he never wears this suit. Mm-hmm. So I put on this suit, and we do the commercial, and we only get one shot at it because there's no cleaning me up. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So we... By we can it. bring in the folks from Industrial Light and Magic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did have a we had a pretty good FX budget on this yeah. shoot. We just blew it all on that one dinosaur in the background, though. <laughs> the one that made no sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we wanted to put. I don't. know. It was something about raptors and group behavior and doorknobs. But anyway. I poured all this kefir on myself, and it was soaked in kefir. And I had kefir in my eyes. It was like stinging my eyes. And I, but I had to just do my lines because we couldn't go yeah. back, you know. So I did my lines with this kefir stinging my eyes. And and the suit was seriously soaked through because I poured, in the course of making this commercial, three bottles of kefir one after another on my head because the rule of threes. Yeah. And so uh, we pack it up. We do, I take off this thing and I have this, I have this great idea. I'm like – there's this there's this cleaners in Arizona that is a famous cleaners that they're like the they're one of the only um cleaners in North America who will actually clean a suit properly because generally what people do is they put it in a thing that presses it flat and you lose the three dimensionality of the suit whereas a tailor would um would do what's called a sponge and press which basically takes the spots out and brushes off the dust, but uh, but then reforms it into the three dimensional shape that it should be. So, I did not know this. so this guy, this guy Stu, has this uh, big fancy cleaning service in Arizona, and he does mail order dry cleaning. So I'm like, I, I have this great idea. We're going to save this suit by sending it to Stu, which is a pretty good idea. And so we wrapped it up and we put it in a priority mailbox. And because we were flying out to Italy the next day, we couldn't – no big deal. We couldn't – um, we couldn't send it. We couldn't get to the post office. But we're, but we're like, OK, we'll just have Rachel send it. That's sure. Girlfriend. But um, Ben uh, called me when we got back from our trip. Uh, 10 days later and said, hey, Jesse, I just realized I forgot to tell Rachel to send that package. And so this kefir had been festering on this suit in a warm, dark environment and had basically bloomed fully. Wow. And it's already probiotic. There's already plenty of biotics going on in there. Sure. There's no shortage of biotics. But we sent it to Stu anyway. And when he opened the package, it had become sentient and it killed him. <laughs> no, he... It had come to life. He ended up becoming Venom from mm. Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. He sent us pictures of what it was because Ben didn't open the package before he mailed it. He just was like, okay, well, I just better just mail it without thinking that it would be rank and disgusting. But by the time it got to Stu, you know, four days after that, so basically two weeks after we put it in this box, <laughs> he took pictures of it. It was the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> just – it was just like – it looked like Moss Man from Masters of the Universe. Oh, my god! Like just full-on green and fuzzy and just mm-hmm. sickening. And he fucking pulled it out. Whoa. He ma- – somehow – shout out to Rave Fabricare in That's Arizona. What <laughs> yeah, Rave Fabricare. What is Fabricare. it called? What did, it, did he charge you extra? 
He, in fact, he uh, he comped us because he because pro- we're celebrities. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, that's that's the life. Yeah, basically. I mean, we didn't we didn't expect him to comp us. We were expecting to pay, but what would it have cost? Twenty five dollars or something like that. Plus postage. Yeah, plus postage. Which would be about five dollars. Yeah, no, ten or twelve. I mean, it's a whole suit. So I think you're looking at fifty both ways. Something like wow. that. Wow. I may be incorrect. A heck of a job, it our like. lazy producer Lindsay is not looking this up right now. <laughs> She's just leaning back and enjoying herself. But I, I think Rave Fabric here charges about fifty bucks. Okay, Dave. So what happened with your pea clothes? Did oh, you sure. just? Uh... Um. That'd been funny if it was a pea coat what? that got the pea on it. Okay, continue the story. <laughs> I just thought that'd be fun. Anyway, did, ah! what did Stu have to say? Well, my Stu, because uh, I just go to the place. They're probably trashing my clothes, but I go. Just went to the place on the street. I put it all in a bag, and I said, "Don't open this. Just get it, wash it. Let's not make this between you and me. Let's <laughs> make this someone else's problem." <laughs> just take the bag, send it where. What I do? What you're gonna do? And they're like, okay. And they're like, well, what happened? I was like, and I was because I, I thought if I said hobo pee, they would just be like, get out, get out. And I said, well, a homeless guy threw a bottle of something on me. I don't know what it was. Yeah. And they said, okay. Uh, and then so she walked away. This lady, and then this other guy comes up. And he's like, oh, what's this? And he takes everything out, the the piss soaked suit and everything. He's getting it all over. They're like, oh, it's wet. And then. And it smelled disgusting. Like once sure. I, I didn't notice it outside, but when I got in my apartment, the real power of the pee took over, and it was really gross. But then she's like, "Oh, it smells good." <laughs> Which I would, and I didn't. I, maybe it was like my natural musk overpower. Yeah, th- I mean that's. Cause I do. I mean, I'm great. noticing it from here. I do smell great. Yeah, she so, was speaking about specifically about your pheromones. That could have been. What she is picking up. Do on. you think it's possible? I'm just yes. going to run something by you. Oh, that this homeless man was a hunter. What? Uh, he actually dumped a bunch of deer piss on you, which is what hunters use, or vagina and, fluid, and <laughs> estrus, and yes, and the woman in the dry cleaner was a lady deer. My head just exploded. Or a stag oh. in the case of estrus. Wow. So the pheromones I'm are... out. I like, your st- I like your version of events better. <laughs> in a world say. where animals own businesses. <laughs> yeah. Squirrels mostly. <laughs> but the occasional. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I have not worn the suit since. It was more, it's more of a B-team suit anyway. <laughs> you, know, you know what business the squirrels mostly own? Chock full of nuts. <laughs> I would love to go to a little uh, squirrel business. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey there, set up a buddy. business. <laughs> what you doing with those tiny hands? Yeah. A bakery? <laughs> oh, man. I'm in. A little little, little tea party? Mm. little tea party shop where you drink out of a, an acorn? I'll take 50 squirrel-sized scones, please. <laughs> That's fun. That would be a delight. We have a lot of fun imagining, imagining a sort of mystical version of New York City. Yeah, well, it's a, that's a world I want to live in. It's not too far. You can make, but I mean, God, leap. the fucking rent on Hollow Tree these days. Hollow Tree. <laughs> oh days. gosh, yeah. We'll be back in just a second. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland. You are. Well, since That's Harvey not... P. Carr passed. Yeah. I used to see him and around. And Jim Tomei retired. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Um, where did the years go? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it's a dangerous thing to say because Cleveland, you know, I, I can't say that I'm the pride of Cleveland. Maybe right. to some. I mean, probably. I guess what, everyone, what would you say? 55%? Everyone gets a shot at it. If you well, who, who else, who else is in the running these days? I guess the aforementioned Drew Carey. Drew Carey, yeah. Uh, so him. Harvey P. Carr's dead. Harvey P. Carr. He passed on. Fred Willard. Oh, yeah. But I hate to tell you, Dave, but there's been some news about Fred Willard. <laughs> What's the latest? Well, he's really hilarious. Yeah. America has remembered how hilarious he's he is. He's great, and he and even when the movie's not that good, he's really funny in it. <laughs> it's true. That's the latest news about he Fred Willard. That's movie. all there is to know yeah, he brings... about Mr. Fred Willard. I was actually tempted. I know what you're referring to, and thus there are more developments. I have not been following the story closely, but mm-hmm. he got... Oh, he jerks off on everything, He got too. popped for something. Yeah. For jerking off, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I... I I really, I mean, I know I'm not the only person that's ever said this, but I thought we should all go jerk off somewhere in solidarity. A kind of solidarity. A, a kind of a jerk in. Yeah, let's. <laughs> if they can't. They can't arrest all of us, and if they do, it's going to be a goddamn mess. Yeah, Jordan. Jerk- that sounds fun and uh, kind of hot. Jerk yeah. in or jerk off in. Oh, okay. mm, jerk off or I jerk think... chicken. Oh, yeah. Let's all go for jerk chicken. <laughs> yeah. Let's all go for Jamaican food <laughs> I actually... in honor of Fred Willard. Sure. Wait, no. Is there any more new developments Jamaica's to the story? Favorite I don't son. think so. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I, you know, I... I saw him on the Jimmy Fallon program. Yes. And he says uh, that he uh, didn't do anything illegal. And that's why they didn't press any charges or anything. So my presumption is that maybe he was – It's. I mean he may just be saying that because he's 80 and he can say whatever he wants because they didn't press charges. Sure. But uh, maybe he was in the porno theater but his dick was in his pants. OK. Um, which, you know, any of us could have been there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. If you saw a porno theater, you're by yourself, didn't have anything better to do, you'd think, huh, porno theater, huh? Yeah, why not? Uh, these are still around? I want to know what this is. Yeah, it's charming. Yeah, it? no, I mean, I... I in I, 2012. I have driven by the porno theater many times where he got busted and kind of wondered about it. I mean, it, it's... it's it's The the area is really scummy that it's in. I mean, it's it's unusually scummy. Uh, so, and not like... It's not like ethnic scummy, but it's like... like <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Time <laughs> it's out. It's like a severe white guy... Like like shaky meth guy scummy. Right. Okay, lots of mattress outlets and things like that. Uh, lots of mattresses on the ground. Oh, that okay. you can just sleep Th- that's on. That's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, but no, I I my my curiosity has never gotten the better of me. Do they show? I mean, here's a question. Yeah. Are they just projecting from a DVD player or are there still films being distributed to porno theaters? Oh yeah, I wonder. On film. I would I hope so. That's, I would like that's to the see world I, I would like that. Well, you know, Martin Scorsese has been very vocal about <laughs> yeah. preserving our nation's pornographic films. Yeah. I the, I played in a place our or, jerk off legacy. Mhm. Yeah, it, our, it's our heritage. I mean, all those silent jerk off movies. Sure. <laughs> 
I, 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 I wasn't really paying attention during Hugo, I should say. <laughs> I was only half paying attention. Dave, you were playing a place. Oh, this is I, I, there's a there was a venue I think called the Skinny in Portland, Oregon. I was rocking and rolling in a band I was in at the time, Cobra Verde, and we played at a porno theater that had been converted mm. into an art space. Oh. Uh, they went from showing art films mm. to having arts. I love. Why don't they call them art films anymore? There's another question. Yeah, Fre- anyway, French movies. Yeah. Oh, they, they would, they, <laughs> well, the nudist documentaries. Sure, nudist documentaries. Yeah. Gonzo and, docs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the dressing room that was the projection room. Oh wow! And uh, and they were like, yeah, we actually found a lot of uh, old timey jizz movies. Old time so, jizz. You know what? Jizz flicks. Let's bring back the exploitation documentary. Hmm. Okay. Let's put some teens on acid uh-huh. and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Let's go, go to a nudist colony. Let's go to On a- acid. <laughs> on acid. <laughs> see what happens. Let's go to a nation where women don't wear shirts and make an ethnological... Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can. I mean, maybe we can bring this country back around to getting aroused under the guise of education. Exactly. That's exactly. Let's watch a car crash in slow motion. Wait, yeah. what? Is that wrong? <laughs> yeah, because the am guy... I mixed up? Maybe a little bit. David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Cronenberg. Right. Gotcha. Um, we can get Werner Herzog on board for this. I would love this. That would be nice. The Hertz is in. I'll why call him. He's been to my house. Let's why do wouldn't this. he be? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's so funny that like, th- like, you know, I think that the like the common comment after Fred Willard got busted was like, oh, somebody get that guy a laptop. But I bet like if you you know if you spend three fourths of your life jerking off in porno theaters or you know doing a lot of your jerking off in porno theaters, it's probably just like such a part of your sexuality that like. You know, the laptop or the computer probably just doesn't – it doesn't register to you as a sexual experience. It's probably Mm. like buying that ticket and sitting down. Yeah, part of the the whole ritual. Yeah, yeah. So I bet like – yeah, I bet like, you know, when we're older and, you know, mind mind jerk-offs are rocketed (laughs) at us – from satellites, yeah, like, up, our, up our nose, yeah, or you know, or the noses of younger people. Like we'll, like we'll probably still have that sexual relationship to, like, you know, being in the dark room and opening up the laptop, and our kids will be, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'll jerk off in front of my our kids, grandpa. Too, by the way. Oh yeah, grandpa. yeah, they, they, there's no, yeah, no shame. This yeah. is the future, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some more enlightened time, <laughs> right? I, I, I can't, re- I can't really. Uh, I'm not saying I don't watch certain things on the internet but i don't uh combine th- my activities with it like i'm always like well, so well, you'll look at the things on the internet make a mental you'll note see what there mm-hmm. is to see yeah and i'll i'll sort of uh you know work that in a- as needed later hmm. in my brain that's interesting yeah i th- i would venture to guess that's unusual well you know so am i i guess i don't know and i mean we should mention that you're only doing this what once or twice a year when there's nobody well, completely backed up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, when there's no one, yeah, when there's not Because a... you have a lot of problems with too many women wanting to sleep with you. I get up to a lot of fucking. Sure. Let's right. just get that. I no, don't know. I mean, you have to, I mean, you have to have a, a, a mighty reserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be draining. I can't be uh <laughs> And to deplete any of that, you know, 
just for is, just for pure pleasure would how be how is it possible that someone tweeted me the other day and said we were disgusting and vulgar on this program well i was how is say, it possible yeah i feel like probably a mistake kind of like maybe we shouldn't let's uh elev- i liked it better than when we were talking about uh the details of my of my clothing you know what that was sh- that was nice. Uh, that, that is something you can listen to. Yeah, too. sure. Oh, to be fair, you know what we should be talking about? What Medicare? You're Medicare right. defending it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not. I feel like I'm not qualified to talk about that. Like, what if I hurt myself jerking off? Yeah, <laughs> I need <laughs> medical attention. Injury. Um, we haven't even mentioned that I have a book out. Even we'll do that in the pre and post. I mentioned yeah, yeah, it in your, I mentioned it in your intro. I mentioned did you, you were a, a, a writing author. Oh yeah, you did of the hit book Tasteful Nudes. Yeah, it's a great book. I read the whole thing. You oh, were on. Thank you. you were on Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. We discussed it. We talked yeah. about when you went to Sing Sing to perform. Oh yeah. No, we don't have to talk about it now. I was just trying to think of things that we could talk. I about. I don't want to talk about it now, Dave. You know, I mean, no, me neither. I'm just saying instead of. People like talking about jerking off and things like that. Yeah. We could talk about literature, or you know what? I could tell another <laughs> thing. I want. I wanted to say another thing Please. about quality control with clothing. Sure, right. Uh, I I bought some Vivian Westwood sport coats recently. Yeah, and they you know they have this celebrated English designer. Yeah, and well, they they make the best clothes. I think. Uh, and the buttons, you know, they're distinctive. Sure. You can't just throw any old buttons. These are colorful, yeah. bold. And uh, two of the jackets I got had the, um, you know, the orb, the Vivian Westwood, like, thing on it. And it broke in half. I wrote to them and I said, where do I got to get another one of these buttons? They never wrote back. You didn't oh, come boy. with extra buttons? It didn't come with it. I don't know why. Because you got it on sale. I did, actually. That's the problem. You're but bottom I, feeding here. I wrote to the guy that I bought it from, and I was like, I know you got extra buttons. Mr. Vivian Westwood? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, there, I do have extra buttons. They are soaking in a jar of hobo piss. <laughs> That's oh, boy. Not again. Teresa, um, Teresa asked me the other day, uh, as we were walking the dogs. And, you have uh, two dogs? Two dogs, Coco and Sissy. Did you, is one of them new? Mm, one of them's newer than the other. Well, sure. Uh, <laughs> unless they came out. Uh, they're not related. No, they're not related. But I've met one. I feel like I've not met. You probably met Coco and you haven't met Sis. Right. I have a picture of Coco on my phone. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. It's great. We're walking the dogs. My son Simon is in the, I'm carrying Simon in the Ergo, mm-hmm. you know, on my chest. And what is that? Is that like it's like a bag? It's on like your a chest baby sling, a baby bag. Yeah, it's like a baby backpack, but it goes on your front. Sure. And uh, it's like a baby Bjorn, but a little less structured. Yeah, you just throw it in there. The, Absolutely, the, the baby. Throw that, throw that fucker in there and see what happens. Yeah. You know, if maybe gonna, it'll fall. Maybe it won't. If you're not going to roll the dice, what's the point of playing the game? <laughs> Makes sense. So my wife says to me, "Hey, Jesse." How old do you think Simon should be before he listens to Jordan Jesse go? And I th- decided on that he should not. <laughs> well, we first of all we had an argument mm-hmm. because I thought that he would not want to listen to Jordan Jesse go because why would he? That's his dad, and dads are boring. 
True. Well, and I feel like you're not. I mean, you're not a boring dad. I bet you get up to all sorts of crazy He's a, shit. Well, then he would just be embarrassed by it then. What about Uncle Jordan? Crazy Uncle Jordan who lives above the garage. That's yeah. true. Oh, by the way, Jesse, can I move in above your garage? <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for thanks for that yeah. segue, Dave. Just wanted to tee that up. I'm really hard up. Jordan, when you say, can I move <clears> in <throat> mm-hmm. above the garage, can we please just put it out in the open? Can you acknowledge that for the past six months you have been living above my yes, garage? Yes. Can I go public with that information? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can. Wait. Do, are you really? No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> But I mean, you know, if it's if it's a rent free situation, or if it's like I chip in with chores, you should or know that there's no structure the above cooking. the garage. You just have to pitch a tent. And that's what I meant. Okay, great. Yeah, and I mean the kind of tent that you can sleep in. Oh, when I say pitch a tent, I, I was just gonna shelter. I was just gonna be constantly uh, hard. <laughs> yeah. on top of your garage and live sure. my life like that. Sure. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys think? Fifteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Fifteen. Do you, well, be, do you mean the archive, or will you? Do you guys think you'll? And I think you should. Well, that's will you I be s- doing episodes in fourteen years? I mean, I'll, I be, I'll, I'll be dead by then. Yeah, you will. George yeah, Howard. yeah. I'll have <laughs> fallen off the garage. I bet on you in a death pool recently. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Six weeks. Me and uh, Jose Canseco, right? <laughs> um, Jose Canseco is going to live to be one hundred and thirty. Jordan. Oh yeah, is that what he's saying? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe it's one hundred and twenty. Hmm. What do you think, though? A, do you think that that my child and presumably one day Jordan will accidentally impregnate a woman? <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's open. I've stopped using condoms, so, I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, you're using the fingers crossed method. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you learn about that in Catholic school? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a surefire way to get someone accidentally pregnant. So they have to marry you. So what do you think? I mean, A, do you think that's something that it sh- that my child, my son, will be interested in? Because I'm not convinced of that. I think there's – it seems like there is a period of time when a kid is really interested in what their parents are doing. I think that's like, you know, 6 to 10 and then the kind of teenager shit kind of kicks in and then yeah. you, you know – you get a little less interested and in then what the, your parents when he, are doing. He'll come back when he's like thirty. I remember yeah. when I was like seven or eight, and it was you know the day where you write the little essay about mm-hmm. what you want to be when you grow up. I remember writing, "I want to become a veterans peace activist." Yeah, like my dad. No, I mean I definitely remember. Oh, really? Like, is that is that yeah. is that what he did? Yeah, does? that's what he did. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I mean I definitely remember like it being a blast. There being a period of time where it was a blast to go to my dad's office. And I what think, did your dad do or does he do? Uh, boy, uh, I don't know what he does now. Uh, he just kind of <laughs> – he had a series of failed businesses oh. um, where he would just have like rent an office space uh, until the business failed. Kind of like this operation. Yeah, yeah. Like like a fly-by-night kind of uh, <laughs> you know, a pyramid scheme. No, this kind is of an thing. empire. Yeah. I want in. Yeah? Yeah. Just kind of what waiting. do you have to contribute to the empire? I don't know. I got grain good outfits, uh, irrigation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a hands on, hands off kind of guy. Okay, grout work is incredible. No, oh, yeah, we need some of that. I brought, I brought you into the empire. Right? I know, I know. I hired, I hired I, you. I, I hired want, you. I, I sent you more. checks. Oh, I know. I feel a part of the empire, and and I, I'm uh, you're the man behind mm-hmm. rudiments. Yeah, and I and I and I people write to me actually quite a bit and say how much mm-hmm. they enjoy it. Oh, that's great! And I say, well, thank you. It's a great show, and I'm honored to be a part of it. People write mm-hmm. to me a lot and say, "Bring back Adam." Who, who's Adam? 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I write <laughs> to them. Wait, the old rudiments guy. Yeah. Really? People wrote and said that? Yes, of course they did. They said, no, we don't want People Dave Hill? People like the thing they're previously familiar with. Wait, Dave. when I came on to do the the I don't know what you guys thing? are talking about. Rudiments is a segment on Put This On. Oh, okay. Wait, people were like, bring back. I thought you were talking about uh, late 80s uh, punk ska band, The Rudiments. (laughs) (laughs) That is. This whole time. Because I was mad when Dave joined that band, too. Adam used to play the trombone, but then Dave replaced him. Oh, okay. No, I was the hype man. Oh, okay. Yeah, dancing mostly. Hmm. And then you went to work for the Mighty White. I wouldn't be the worst hype man. I feel like I'm the, uh, the anti-hype man. I don't know. I think you could be a great hype man. I, you know, I don't know if you could be as great as that that guy from the Saint Lunatics who wore the catcher's gear. I don't know. You know who that, that guy is. I'm talking about. Saint Lu- is that is That's that part Nelly's of Nelly's group? group. Yeah. Mm. What happened? He had to a Nelly? guy in his. He had a guy in his group that wore cat. That was like it was his thing. Was uh, he was going to be the greatest hype man ever? And he wore catcher's gear while he hype manned. That's not bad, actually. By the way, thanks for looking that up for us, Lindsay. <laughs> the, the Mighty Mighty Boston's the dancer guy. I don't mm-hmm. know his name, but I was always amazed that he was like kind of There's chunky. a dancer uh, guy in the Mighty Mighty Boston? He just dances Yeah, the that, was, that was one of their 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 signatures, uh, you know, in addition to a, a, a at the time, revo- revolutionary blend of hardcore music and ska was uh, always suits, and uh, they had a little chunky little dancer guy who was kind of remarkably spry. Can you imagine? But weirdly chunky, given he's dancing yeah, for right. like an hour and a half every night. Yeah, you would think that that guy would at some at some point get fit. Not the case. No, Isn't no. Isn't there a point where you're voting on who gets a World Series share in mm-hmm. the Mighty Mighty Bostones? And everyone looks at this is you know you get you get a certain amount of money for winning the World Series. And, oh, I see. And the yeah. team votes on who gets a share. Mm-hmm. And you know they they vote a share to the clubhouse guy and they vote a share to the bat boy and so on. Uh huh. And they're looking at this fucking dancer guy and they're like, "Really? I already had to split this seven ways. <laughs> I got to split it eight ways for your fat ass." <laughs> yeah, it must be. Yeah, weird. They're I'm like, sure he oh, had some sort of. So... I mean, he had some sort of like flat fee buyout kind of thing. I would have oh. just been like, no, "I bet he did." He was on in. salary. Yeah. Well, but do you bad... think that as he's like probably like paid the same as like the road crew or something? Do you, you think know? that as the third wave dwindled, mm-hmm. that it became harder and harder for the mighty mighty Bostones to cover its salary? Yeah, oh, I don't know. With their touring, I would, I would, I would What's, love to hear their residuals from the hit song "Knock on Wood." Sure, that's a mighty mighty Boston song. Yes, yeah. yeah, that'll do it. Yes, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, what I'd like to see you say the name of a rap song, Morris. Sure. Um, money and attractive women <laughs> by a black fellow. There you go. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dave Hill, Walking Miracle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man, that's fun. Hey, sponsors on this week's program, Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. That sounds reputable. It's highly reputable. This is one of the most reputable internet websites. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of yahoo.com? 
Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, was checking. Uh, Have you heard of FogDog.com? This is top three. I'd say the top three are Yahoo.com, FogDog.com, and Ask.com. What is that like, Dogpile? FogDog, they sell sporting goods. Sporting Mm. goods. Oh, that would be good for me because I'm interested in that. Yeah, great. Excellent. What do you get? A tennis racket. I play a little tennis. Badminton racket? Yeah, why not? Squash racket? No. No? No, not in squash. Racquetball racket? Ah, uh, not that into racquetball. I can see you playing squash. I, I can would. see Dave Hill at the New York Athletic Club in short shorts. Sure. And a tight tee. Yeah. Sweating it out. Sure. With an elderly Jewish man. Yeah. In a, in a squash court. It would be and, awesome. And then we head over to Barney Greengrass. Absolutely. That sounds like the perfect sounds, day. Basically fun. like the greatest thing you could ever do. That does sound great. I'm into it. All right. I'll do it. One time my mom had a, uh, one time my mom had a fellowship at uh, a little outfit called Harvard University. That was my safety school. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guy who was running her little fellowship program was a squash player. I went and played squash with him. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I got to become like a middle-aged, upper-middle-class white guy. This all sounds very doable. So that I – but in an urban environment. Okay. So that I can go to the squash club with one of those little squash bags and play squash because it's a blast. You put on special goggles. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, anything with goggles. It's super hard. Like it's super, super intense. Yeah. But you're just hitting the ball all the time. You know, you just hit as hard as you can. I don't know. I'm wild for it. I played High Ally on my hit series, King of Miami. Canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch it on Hulu. Yeah. Can you watch King of Miami on Hulu? Yeah, the whole season. Did the oh, I really get... recommend people watch that. I really enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. Thank you. That yeah, show's a I blast. Was, I was, that was one of the first time I did your program. Sound yeah, that was America. a long time ago. Was, uh, when well, that back in the Koreatown days. It was really hot. Would you say that the cancellation was <laughs> Sexually. too much High Lie or not enough High Lie? You know, I go back and forth on that one. Yeah, uh, not enough, I would say. Yeah, do you think there would be if there was more high lie, you'd still be? I would have been all for it. That, yeah. It's a difficult sport. It's a it's a game of kings. You know, there's a lot of people out there right now, Jordan, who are saying to themselves, "What is high lie, and how can I play it in my area?" It's Brazilian, right? You know what I recommend? Ask Metafilter mm. online. At Way to bring it back. Metafilter.com. Jumbotron, by the way, empty this week. That's a shame. Go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Get your message out there. How much do you have to pay to get like a commercial? Uh... For the Jumbotron, it's cheap. No, cheap I mean here on, the, on this podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about get on the Jumbotron at, on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, We're okay. talking about $100 for a personal message, $200 for a commercial message. Okay. That's as, e- those are both out of my range. Hmm. I was going to try to get you to give a big plug to my book and also my – a highlight. But you know, team. Dave, we also take urine soaked sport coats. <laughs> Doable. Okay. I have not worn that suit yet because it's like messes with my mind. Yeah, no, I bet it's, there's like a weird sense memory associated with well, it. Well, like, the... it's probably like a phantom piss smell. Around yeah, yeah. The jacket. Well, arguably a, a real piss smell. In Did my, it come around out? Around my okay? apartment. I didn't even look. It's still in the plastic. I was like, I don't even want to know. I need to. Uh, create a new memory around that suit. Maybe Hopefully, if you do a great reading for your hit book, Tasteful Nudes. Available now. It, wherever wherever books are sold. Wherever incredible books are sold. <laughs> I went in, I went in the Incredible Bookstore. I went into Skylight Books here in town the other day, and they had it, and I signed them all. 
So you could go there. Did you do it surreptitiously? <laughs> I didn't. I signed a lot of books that day. No, I did. It's embarrassing. Um, but it was recommended that I do that. My agent mm-hmm. was like, oh, if you're ever in a bookstore, introduce yourself. You know, it's a good thing to do. And I'm a, I'm a, you know, despite uh, the velvet suits and all that, I'm actually quite a shy person. You really? wouldn't know. You would not know that. No. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually a, a live a life of terror. Don't like to talk to people really. Mm. So for me to especially uh, especially those asshole bookstore clubs. Oh yeah. Oh. With their oh, They'll probably just te- tear you oh. down with their bookstore I read, zingers. I read all of a purpose driven life. <laughs> yeah, and they listen to Terry Gross on the way over. Or whatever. Oh, Don't even get me started. Jeez. And their glasses. Ugh. Oh, I can see so well. <laughs> I wore glasses over here. I don't know if you saw them. You didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I wear glasses uh, to sporting events and museums. Mm. If I could go to like a cathedral or something, I want to check that out. Yeah, Put the sure. slap on the glasses. Art museum and driving in Los Angeles. Those are the areas. It sounds like solid. great, great places great to wear glasses. Yeah, I'm just workshopping that story. It's not the best <laughs> right. story. Well, it's not. I wouldn't characterize it as moth ready. Yeah. No, no. But maybe moth story slam. Maybe maybe get yeah, there. Sure, bring it out get to some the. Books. I'd say maybe the like the Laugh slam. Factory or the Comedy Store. Yeah, because you know it has I so would, much racial humor in it. You yeah. Know where I would bring it. <laughs> TED Talk. Oh yeah, I'm hoping I get one of those. I think I need to like secret that and just say, I don't know if people still do that, but it'd be like I would do a TED Talk if someone. Because I think I have this reputation. Yeah. People think like people like, think you're too big, too big for that. Well, like I don't want to do stuff. They think right. like they, like people are always like, "Oh, we weren't going to ask because we didn't think you would want to do it." I want to do ever like I want to live life. I want. I mean, yeah, this is why I'm here. I want to yeah. do. You stuff. Should, what you should do is make a vision board, but just put up pictures of Ted McGinley from Married with Children. <laughs> Whoa, way and then you'll you. get a TED talk. Way ahead of you on you that. You have to okay. talk to it every night, right? Oh, hey, but, Ted, you were great in Married with Children I and did, also as the bully in Revenge of the Nerds. I did a TEDx talk, which is where someone <laughs> gives Ted $10,000 and then they can pretend to be a TED talk. Really? <clears throat> and how much did you get? I d- got nothing. Off the record. I had to. I got paid zero. I had to fly to Florida. It was at the Pointer Institute, which is did a— Did they pay? They paid for that, right? They did play. They bought my plane ticket. But it was a— Room ju- service It card? was like a—no, ju- sir. I know. I had to buy my own food. I don't want to live in this world. So I fly all the way to Florida. I do this talk. Mm-hmm. I put together a great talk. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Look. You're I, a man of letters. Yeah. I fucking I delivered a tremendous talk for these people. People loved it. They're rolling in the aisles. They're standing up applauding. It was tremendous. Did you wear a tie for that? Yes. Okay. Suit too. Yeah. And I got home. They post the video. The sound is all fucked up. I can no, I cannot prove that I made my own TED talk because of this fucked up sound. I can't like send it to somebody because it sound it makes it seem like it sounds made up. It sound it makes it seem like I just stood in front of a sheet <laughs> and recorded a video and then uploaded it to YouTube and wrote TEDx Pointer <laughs> Institute Jesse Thorne. That's what I'm. That's my takeaway from this. Is mm. that's what happened? I know. I will say. Uh, I, 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 you know what I, yeah, of the many, I've enjoyed so much of what you do, but I really loved at, uh, the Benson ball in DC when you had Ian MacKay. Oh, that guy was great, right? Yeah. What a great guy. I had a great time backstage with Ian MacKay. 
um, who was on The Sound of Young America a couple of years ago when we were in D.C. The other guest was uh, Andrew Nosnitsky, Nas, from uh, the hip-hop blog Cocaine Blunts. I, got, I was late. I missed him. Okay. So Nas now a contributor to uh, Bullseye. Great guy. And Nas, you couldn't find a bigger rap nerd than him. Uh, and backstage, Ian McKay and Nas were going toe-to-toe, absolutely toe-to-toe on bass, Miami bass, <laughs> which is like the genre. I like think it might have been. It might have been. Yes, it might have been New Orleans bounce. I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was like, either uh, New Orleans bounce. This is like pre Master P. Do you know, do you like Katie Red? I don't know who that is. Bounce. Oh, it's like uh, um, who's the the main bounce person? But they're talking about like nineteen circa 1988, 1989, wow. shit that was only on bootleg cassettes that people passed around to each other. Ian Mackay, it was the greatest thing ever because Ian Mackay was such a sweetheart, and you wouldn't think that Ian that punk rock legend Ian Mackay of Fugazi spends his free time listening to booty bass. But apparently he does. Wow. I give Ian McKay five stars for being a, a great guy. He – well, it's funny. What uh, I've met him – well, I, I've met him a few times. Not that he would remember any of it. I, I guess maybe I've only met him twice and I'm thinking about it. But I met him as a young, a young man, a, a, a child. Uh, when I was 21, I, my friend got kicked out of a, a Fugazi concert and – I tried to get him back in. You've got to be pretty rowdy to get kicked out of a Fugazi he, concert, right? Playing, I mean, they were playing Canton, Ohio, mm-hmm. and my, I think you can get kicked. I think isn't that a thing at Fugazi concerts that they kick people out? No, who are they being they sort of stop the show, right. And be like, hey, don't gotcha. do that. But it was before the show, and <laughs> it was the summer of like everyone's turning twenty-one and can drink now, and uh, which I realized Fugazi. Especially Ian McKay wouldn't have much sympathy for right, or right. care about. But um, so my friend drank a beer and got busted for it. Was he 20? He was 20. So, so somebody mm. who had turned 21 bought two beers. Yeah, and he was sitting there. He finished it. It was empty in front of him that they were like, you drank that, didn't you? And they kicked him out. And so I was like, I was like, well, they didn't see him drinking the beer. Let's get him back in here. So they in turn kicked me out. And I was in the parking lot and I saw Guy... Picciotto, I don't know how to say his last name really, but um, the other guitar player in Fugazi, and I was like, you're not going to believe what happened. And uh, mm. and he took me backstage, hanging with the band. Ian McKay was asleep. He woke Ian up and he's like, this fucking dumbass did this thing. Or No, he's, they were very nice. Uh, but Ian was like, okay, I'll go talk to the... And then, and then um, they let me stand on the side of the stage for the whole show. So I'm in, an, in uh, you know, Canton, Ohio, outside of Cleveland where I'm from. And I'm like, so everyone at this show, every kid in town thinks that I'm totally down with Fugazi. Because nah. I'm the only person on the, you know, outside of from their one or two dudes that are with them. I was the only person on the side of the stage. And, and so I, every, I got a lot of cool points. That's epic. But And I didn't tell anyone what really happened until now. But anyway, so then... I met Ian at that thing, and he was very like he. he I, I was sitting by him during the show. He was like laughing his ass off. Chelsea Peretti, Matt Bronger, and whoever else was on the show. Chelsea Peretti did this set on that show that we still haven't played because we had this conversation backstage where I'm like, okay, so Chelsea, your set has to be radio friendly. So the rule is sexual or excretory function, 
and you can't use any swear words, obviously. But you you can allude briefly to sex, but you can't talk about sex. And she's like, okay, okay, great. She went out, did a fucking full-on, like, I don't remember, it was like about hand jobs. Like, her whole set was about hand jobs. And Chelsea Pretty is a great comic. Yeah. It was a great set. But we literally could play zero of it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just what she thought you meant was like you can't do jokes about insertion. Right. Yeah. Any kind of outer course. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Anything that's not going to get anybody pregnant. Right. The concern is that the show might get somebody pregnant. Sure. You know what I say? Just cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. The old (laughs) fingers crossed. The old fingers crossed (laughs) method. Well, anyway, so so afterwards I introduced myself um, because I play in a band with Walter Schreifels from Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and all that. And so – they're friends. So I used to, I was like, hey, I'm friends with Walter. I play with him. And so he's like, he's very nice. And and then I was like, can I get a picture with you? Uh, and then he, we did the picture and he like looked like the, he, the super serious sure. Ian Mackay that everyone thinks he's the super serious guy all the time. And I was like, well, now no one's going to believe that he was actually just a chatty, <laughs> nice guy. Just a real chatty Kathy. Yeah, he really was. Would not a, shut up. Took me out for cupcakes after. What a pleasant man he is. <laughs> yeah. He is could not be more pleasant. Ian Mackay from Fugazi. Who have you met? You met Green Day one time. Uh, I don't think I've ever met Green Day. Who have I met? Didn't you meet Green Day outside their trailer in Switzerland? <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I saw uh, Mike Dirt from Green Day just poured a carton of milk onto a kid. <laughs> why, why did he do that? Oh, got it. I, you were Swiss. Uh, the kid was uh, – the kid had one of those um, – uh, in college, I, me and my buddy, his mom was a flight attendant, so uh, we just like flew standby to see Green Day in Switzerland, um, and we. That's very glamorous. It was pretty glamorous. Switzerland's the best country. Switzerland is rad. It is a really rad. Nice I love it. I want to have a like a. What's Shout it out to Lucerne. Shout out yeah. to Zurich. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to have a. Shout out to multifunctional an knives there. I, even if it's a shithole apartment. What up, like Baron? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember that uh, – and we like kind of hung around. I mean I think we didn't have a hotel room and our flight was the next day. So it wasn't like – I'm like I'm not a hang around and meet the band kind of guy. Um, Let the band I mean like I'll you. suck their dicks. But, yeah, right. yeah. But I'm not going to hang around for little, a long time to do flossing. it. But I think we hung around can kind of – Can say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you can say that. You, yeah. Yes, yeah. you can, Chelsea. We did, right not, we did not believe <laughs> that. Uh and Mike Durnt, who is the bass player from Green Day, uh, he no, the, he's the drummer. A Trey Cool is the drummer. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, don't fuck with Jordan on this one. Yeah. Wait, is... I just met Mike Durnt. Then don't try. Yeah? And co- don't try and correct him on any real big fish related stuff either. I got gotcha. you. Wow. Well, yeah, that's your. You can have that one. Thank you. I'll take it. Um, and uh, so this kid like had one of those home tape recorders, like one of those big. You know, kind of. This is an episode of what's happening. Uh, you're, this is not. <laughs> uh, and he yeah, was like rerun. trying, like he was trying to interview Mike Durnt about something, but but like, uh, but his English was bad, and so it was clear that Mike Durnt didn't understand anything he was saying. And then he gave the kid the hold on a minute finger, and then went back to his trailer and came back with a carton of milk and just dumped it on the kid's head. And the kid was so happy. <laughs> the kid was like so pumped. Really? Yeah, I don't know if like. It was as – like from from watching where I was from, it was the most random, like unprovoked thing in the world. Maybe <laughs> they were talking about it or maybe it is some deep Green Day reference so. that I don't know. But uh, yeah, it um, was great. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'd be irritated if someone did that to me. Yeah. So you uh, – Let's just say what, it was hobo piss. How would you feel that? Even – well, weirdly, you know what? Getting back to that, 
I was more shocked. I, yeah, I guess I was literally like, I think I was just like, whoa. You were I, literally shocked. It I was, was electric. I think hearing. my central nervous system was just off the rails, off the charts. And uh, I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. And I, so I wasn't even that mad because I was just, you know, uh, he seemed crazy, whatever. I'm not going to hold it against him. And and then I went out. I did the show. I told Kurt Braunohler what happened. And right away he's like, oh, that's great. You got a new eight minutes. <laughs> he didn't see the problem with it at all. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And uh, and then, you know, I, it gave me a bit of, you know, it gave me a bit of clout or whatever. Uh, In the bum community. Yeah, street cred. No, but it was like, you know, I had a story to tell the rest of the night. Everyone was like, tell us again, Dave. And <laughs> uh, and then um, I woke up about three or four in the morning. And, you know, you wake up and you're just like, oh, I'm in the worst mood. And I couldn't, I was like, what is bothering me? So, And I was like, oh, yeah, covered in piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Ask.metafilter.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dave Hill. I could go at any time. Did you know that it's <laughs> Did you know that it's impossible to buy postman pants? Yeah. Oh yeah? You, I think this is one way that you have replaced Adam, the previous Rudiments host on Put This On, because he once decided that he was only gonna wear postman pants, tried to buy them and found that it's illegal because you can't like impersonate a postal officer. No, no sure. You'd be taking someone's letters. It's like impersonating an ice cream man. Getting back to this, did people really express disappointment? Yes. That when you got me? It seems ridiculous. One of the most. You've had a television program. I'm a celebrated author. You're on Hulu.com. You've been on This American Life. Many times. You uh, used to work at that homeless shelter. Yeah. I have a book, Tasteful Nudes. Yeah. Up now by St. Martin's Press. People express a lot of, of, um, you know, kind of anger when I went electric. <laughs> I used yeah. to do this acoustic. I, I stood in front and I yelled Judas at you. Yeah. The whole time. Um, let's go. That was, I, that was rude. I, I was mean, we've hammered. been having a nice time now and I kind of was willing to let it slide. Like, well, I'm not going to bring that up. But I just want to say right now strong. it was rude. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's you guys, always my defense. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Can we paper over this dispute uh, by taking some momentous occasions calls? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and Go. This is Dylan from Baltimore. Why didn't he Alex say hello to me? walking through the mall he was drunk. with my girlfriend. And I just saw someone wearing a Jordan, Jesse, Go t-shirt. And I gave them a dollar. I don't like the implication that our listeners are destitute. That <laughs> you yeah. need to like... They don't need a handout. And then the guy in the t-shirt... Throw a bottle of urine at him. Yeah. Wait a second. Listen, they have jobs. That's why they listen to podcasts. That's the only reason to listen to a podcast is because you have a job. Yeah, you so, can listen to it at work or on the way to work. Or yeah. You're so you're rich working. that you have an iPod. Right? You got a Zune player. You got one yeah, of those. You got a Creative Lab Zen player. Mm-hmm. Is, is this like, is the thing giving the dollars to the person in the Jordan Jesse Go shirt, is that like a whip them out Wednesday sort of thing you guys have going? 
but I kind of want to have that now. We're definitely going to do a Whip Em Out Wednesdays thing. Is that where every Wednesday you exhort your gentleman listeners to take their balls out of their pants? Yeah, and do the helicopter. I presume. Yeah, just... That's great. Yeah. yeah I mean, if the like guy whipped it out, then it's okay to give him a dollar. <laughs> but now it comes off as patronizing to I, me. Right. I, keep an, I like to keep an eye on what's happening with the hashtag, hashtag JJGo mm-hmm. on Twitter. And I think that one- It's in- a fun way to talk about the show with other fans. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. What, what I like about it is you click on that hashtag and all of a sudden, boom. You're talking to all the fans. Sure. Right. You're sounding off. It's great. <laughs> For everybody. Here's, yeah, you're, you're telling Jordan and Jesse the show is disgusting, vulgar, and unfunny. What mm-hmm. if everyone writes in and says they hate me and I should be dead? No one will do that. No, nobody's going to do that. People love Dave Hill. Except for Dave Hill. That's what makes, you know, that's the thing. Mm. Right. Occasionally I get someone on Twitter, like someone today, I'm not going to say their name or anything, was like, uh, I don't. I'm not even gonna say what they did because I don't want. I don't. But they were sure, being rude to me. Dame right. Judy Dench and Twitter. It was Dame. It was Olympic figure skate skating great Oksana Bayul. Uh, <laughs> sure. Wrote to okay. me. No, this person was like clearly fucking. As long with me. as it's not Christy Yamaguchi. It was um, who's the one that got whacked in the knee? Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. <clears throat> we still talk about it to this day. <laughs> um, but it's uh, a rich comedy vein. Yeah. So I mean, let's. Let's mine it for all the ore that it has. Yeah. I think good. somebody should mine that. I loved yeah. her so, so much. She I wanted to make out with so her badly. Beautiful. She really Graceful, was. Graceful, lithe. I feel like the more I, I learned about mm-hmm. her, the less I wanted to make out with her, though. Right. Like she had that bum like, leg. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I don't want to deal with that. Sure, that limits the positions you can would do in the bedroom. You, Nancy, would you hurry up? They're going to give our table to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. You have to be an everyday pass. When sure. I search for hashtag JJGo, I often find people talking about how they saw somebody they were in public they saw someone in a Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt, which, of course, you can get online at maxfunstore.com. And you get, for being a guest on the show, they give you one, right? And so anyway, <clears throat> there. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. They will say, I saw somebody in a Jordan Jesse Go shirt, and I got so excited, but I didn't do anything. It's like a it's like misconnections ads. Yeah. So I'm just happy, even if it implied that this person was destitute. I'm happy they made the connection. Yeah. If you see somebody in a Max Fun T-shirt, you you're obliged to talk to them. It's not like a Radiohead T-shirt. It's not like everybody's got this fucking T-shirt. I know? wouldn't talk to anyone in a Radiohead T-shirt. Fuck. I'd be like, note to self, don't Fuck talk to that person. This person's probably a snooze. They're probably yeah. moping around. It's probably just a series of bleeps and bloops. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Radiohead's God. quite well. It's beautiful music. No yeah, it wouldn't kill him to write an actual song again. Yeah. Zing. Okay. Well, there, I said it. Man, no sacred cows with you. Radiohead, Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. <laughs> I'll, I'll go you have some to... choice words for Mr. Judge Ito? Oh, <laughs> That fucker. I'm so tired of this bullshit. Yeah, but I'm too. just glad someone talked to somebody. I think it's your responsibility if you're out there and you see somebody yeah. in a bullseye t-shirt and in a Mabim Bam t-shirt and a Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt. You know, you go over there, you talk to them. You see that stop podcasting yourself crest on their shirt. You go over and you chat them up a little. Yeah, I, I think. It's yeah. a fun way to make friends. Next call, please. Hey, this- Jordan, Jesse, possible guest. Um, I don't know how momentous this is. I decided to take the summer off and hitchhike. 
I'm pretty much everywhere. And I uh, started in Washington State, Olympia, Washington, to be exact, and uh, just reached the Atlantic Ocean, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I don't know. Did, did a pretty good time. The really important thing is, uh, uh, fuck Waterbury, Connecticut. Sucks. Been all the way across the country. Fuck you, Waterbury, Connecticut. Thanks. Love the ship. That, didn't sound that like call a... was crazy. Yeah, we need to find the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, he is nothing moves him for the first. He's talking. He's like, I don't know if this momentous. I guess I'm. I took this somewhere off the country. hitchhike across the entire country. And he and he did say it was exciting. It's really exciting. He's like, yeah, it's I'm pretty, excited. This is pretty great. I'm pretty hard right now. <laughs> but he's and then at the end, for some reason, he has it in for Waterbury, Connecticut. I don't know anything about Waterbury, Connecticut. I don't know. Think of like insurance companies and whale pants. Oh, no. I'm with him on this one. What a pack of cunts. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Did you have a show in Waterbury that didn't go well? I say that. No, no, I'm just kidding. I don't don't know. And I say cunt. uh, In the English sense. In the English sense. Because as you know, I spend a lot of time in the United Kingdom. You're a real faggot. And I'm I'm a major (laughs) faggot. Uh, no, but I like that their use of the word calling men cunts. It's very satisfying. It really gave me a lift. Yeah, I yeah. I mean I, that in the English sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're chuffed. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm doing a quick Google of Waterbury, Connecticut. Just find I'm out sure a little bit about it. See what comes up. Oh, you, they do a great soup and salad. I think you can. You can make a. Here you we can go. Take a Two twenty-eight point nine square miles. The weather currently is 70 degrees Fahrenheit. It's pretty solid. That's a nice temp. Sounds great. Population, 110,189. Nice medium. Its nickname is the Brass City. That's a great city. Oh, wow. That fits right in got... with your steampunk ethos, George. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Now, this sounds to me like one of those things where it's like, no, seriously, do not go to Waterbury. It was originally called the Brassy City, but then Bette Midler moved to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when someone's like, no, you, I have had the crazy – Every I've worked in a lot of restaurants and people are crazy because I get – I have not lasted a week at any restaurant job because I, I, I like – people are crazy and they fire me and I'm a great worker. And then you hear them and you're like, no. No, nah, it's probably – you're insane. <laughs> this is what I think is a So scenario. you think this guy – do you think the perfectly nice people of Waterbury had to endure this guy's bullshit? I think yeah, this guy took a hand drill and put a hole in a boat. <laughs> and now he's angry that uh, everyone's angry at him. Yeah, and he was like twirling his mustache uh-huh. a little bit. Yeah, this is bullshit. It, it, it contains the Naugatuck River, which is a great river. Sounds oh. fantastic. It's got a Native American name. It's part of the county of New Haven. It's a great county. It's home to Yale University. My brother lives in New Haven. There you go. With his family. Sure. Yeah. I like New Haven. And it's located along Interstate 84. Guys. Come on. What's not to love? I love everything about Waterbury, Connecticut. We should take a – you should do a live Jordan Jesse go in Waterbury. I, I mean because I feel a little bit responsible. I mean I we didn't say those things about Waterbury, but we did provide a forum to some for someone right. to defame Waterbury. You I know what? I was raped by the entire population of Waterbury. Oh, okay. At the – like it's like a – at the same time, did they like line up or at the Taste of Waterbury Festival? <laughs> right. Oh boy! Yeah, right. I, was, I was in the Port of Johns. Oh, okay. And well, you, you no. ate too much of that Alalaberry pie. 
<laughs> they do, and that they, you know they do a lot of fun popcorn, salad flavors you wouldn't expect. Jordan, I'm with you. We need to make Basil. amends. We need to Basil. make amends with the city of Waterbury, Connecticut. Yeah. Here's my offer. Okay, I've got about thirty five thousand dollars in my retirement fund. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm prepared to spend it all on scrimshaw. <laughs> wow. $35,000. We want it to go back shop. into the economy of Waterbury. Yep. And you know what? Then you know what I'm going to do with uh, with my scrimshaw? Cribbage. Taking on all comers. Mm, okay. Nothing but cribbage. Next call, please. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. It's Emma calling drunk from Toronto. Um, and I have a momentous occasion. I am drunk because I just <laughs> went out with my friends celebrating the fact that the 18-pound tumor that I had removed from my abdomen this week was benign, so I don't have cancer. I'm so excited. Um, so, good. you know, more powerful than ever, obviously. Have a great day. Bye. That is fantastic, fantastic news. In the meantime, Although I hear getting drunk can give you cancer. <laughs> man, oh, man. No, that's not true. That cancer, of the, cancer of the morals. Yeah. Do, they, do, they, do people take the tumor with them? Like sometimes when people take the placenta. Put it in a jar. Yeah, or like plant it oh, under a tree take, or something. Yeah, dehydrate it and swallow it in pills. The yeah. American Indians made it into a stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and into teepees. Wait a minute. They used every part of the tumor. 18 pounds. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Cancer sounds, like uh, sounds like this babe's got quite the abdomen. Fuck cancer. Oh, but don't even get me started. Stick well, it up Jesse, your I'm, I'm tired of your controversial stances. No, I mean, listen, this is, this is probably too serious for this program, but we had two of our past guests on this program, two pals of ours, Tig Notaro and Shenny Chardon from Boing Boing, are both have, are fighting cancer right now. Yeah. Um, your friend and mine, Dave, David Rakoff, recently passed. Mm-hmm. My mom. Your mom, my grandma, Grandma Rita. Cancer kills moms. Stick it up your, you know, jump up my butt cancer, as Jordan once coined. Sure. On the sound of your No, America. you don't want it. Can't butt cancer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Stay out of, no stay away up. from all of our no, Then you'd but... have to get a butectomy. Yeah, which is negative. It's terrible. No cancer. Yeah, fucking a. Fuck it. To go, go, go. Suck a lemon. Yeah, it's the it Waterbury, just... Connecticut of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take. Oh wait, no, we call like Waterbury. We get oh, too sad. Oh, it re- seriously, man. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. Um, I didn't hear the prompt in the beginning, so hopefully this is Jordan, Jesse, go. Otherwise, next week I'm gonna have to call in with a moment of shame. Uh, this is Pete from Albany. Uh, I was just on my lunch break uh, getting some pizza, and I walked out of the pizza place uh, with a small box of pizza, and there were a couple uh, little uh, hooligan children, maybe 13, 14 years old, sitting on top of a car, and the one kid said, hey, look at this guy with a pizza, and then his buddy goes, yeah, he's probably bringing it home to go fuck it, and I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Love the show. Oh, man. I hope Jeff Ross is listening because yeah. I think he just found a few new writers for some of his signature burns. Jeez. That's I like how – I like that <laughs> it seems like him. it seems That's like in so this good. in this comedy duo, one, one of those guys is doing the heavy lifting. Uh-huh. And that's the guy who, who kind of spun the initial comment into he's going to go home and fuck it. Because, hey, look at this guy with the pizza. Well, that's the straight man. He just teed somebody's it up. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe I just don't. it up so the other one can knock it out of the ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jordan, er- that's how it works. Haven't you ever seen the, Abbott and Costello? He gave him the, uh, the alley-oop. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe, maybe, I'm not, ex- maybe I'm not respecting their process Maybe enough. one of these kids <laughs> just is trying to explain the names of the players on the baseball team, and the sure. other one's confused. Yeah. And he I'm thinks that picturing. you can fuck a pizza. I guess you can fuck a pizza. I fuck pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, if you cook it right. Uh, I was at Anchovies. the uh, – before we came, I was at the um, – I went to the LACMA and I saw the um, kind of ancient Japanese treasures room. Oh, what is that? The uh, oh, the Los the Angeles Contemporary County Museum. Museum of Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Okay, and there was a uh, in the kind of Japanese emperor treasures room. There was a uh, a horse, a horse made out of wood, and its tail is lifted, and in the horse is hollow, and it has a a butthole. <laughs> I guess my the obvious the obvious connection I drew is that this is for the emperor to fuck. <laughs> Wait, no. was it a dick sized butthole? It, it was. It would have to be a, a wide dick. I mean, I don't know if it. You know, oh, they like custom a, make a hot these dogs down a hallway. Little, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little the bit. The hole's too big. I think if there's a hole, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Scenario before some you know lonely I mean? emperor. He could put something. He could put something in there and then fuck it. Yeah, like sticky rice. Yeah. Oh no! You no you. All right. You know something. mochi. Now you're cooking with yeah. Gas. Put some mochi in there. I don't know at right. what. I don't know when mochi was created. I don't know if it was in feudal Japan or not. Yeah, anyway, World's Fair maybe. Yeah, maybe at the World's Fair. Anyway, well, if we wrap this ice cream up in some rice flour. My point is that Japanese emperors had fucking horses. That's great. We'll be back Did it say that second. on the thing? Uh, I mean, I don't like to read the cards at museums. I just kind of assume that my, you know, my what my first thought is probably correct. Yeah, that, said, that's not a strange leap to make. It said, no, fuck horse, Edo period. Sure. <laughs> a gift of Kathy and Stan. No. <laughs> From their private collection. From their private collection of fuck animals. <laughs> fuck beasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beasts of burden. And when they talk about a beast of burden, it has to... The we'll burden is the cock of the emperor. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jessica. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Dave Hill. Uh, just really glad to be out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> you do a famous shut-in, Dave Hill. <laughs> famous. Yes. Dave, you're not so, fooling anybody. You're a man about town. I am a man about town. Gadfly? Mm-hmm. Is that G- the same thing? Gadabout? Gadabout. Gad- What's a gadfly? Gadfly is something that's... Gamefly. It's like a Netflix for video games. <laughs> no. Yeah. Famous w- Gamefly, Dave Hill. Yes. Uh, yeah, man about town. Thinking man. Man's uh, man. Highly bonable public figure. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to forget to mention this on the program uh, because it's something I saw on the way here. There's a music festival here in Los Angeles called the Sunset Strip Music Festival. Mm-hmm. I believe the SSMF. Sure. A lot of headliners on this act. The top, the two top build acts on this, on this bill, and it's just we've been talking about package deals lately. Sure. On, uh, you know, going to see a show with the headliners on this music festival are Marilyn Manson and The Offspring. Mm-hmm. That is the worst single combination of acts 
that it is possible to generate. I think that is part of – I think that is just part of that that when when you get far enough away from an era where something is popular, like it all just becomes a package deal. I mean I think that just falls under mid-90s. So also on this bill – so number one, if you just imagine – I mean I – look – I can imagine people who, when they were 13, liked Marilyn Manson or The Offspring and grew up to be decent people. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine adults who liked either of those bands being (laughs) decent people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like either of them and they're both together. Yeah. Well, I was – maybe I was a commercial for this this festival or whatever, but I heard – and The Offspring, I've just been – I'd never – whatever, I've never – listen to them really unless it was on the radio and I was like, anyway but it, they, it came on and they played a snippet and then the guy and I realized every song he just goes oh, ah, ah, and I was just and it hit me I was like I never want to hear that again <laughs> ever and and I didn't realize even had it I was like wow I really don't I really hate that I don't ever want to hear that also on the bill for this uh, festival several rock bands I haven't heard of uh, which I presume to be maybe some kind of pop metal band, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the sort of general tone yeah. of this festival. It's just that it's hard to find those bands because, you know, they already booked Poison or whatever and Motley Crue and I now just they're saw done. Poison. How was that? They were, if you like Poison, you would have loved it. <laughs> was this in Vegas? Aren't they ever, oh, that's, I'm thinking of Motley Crue has the, like, standing, yeah. standing show in Crue, Vegas. Well, I saw Motley Crue a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was disappointed. And I say that. this as a fan, mm. within reason. I feel like they <laughs> should have stopped. You're not going overboard. No, I would just say, like, I think up until, you know, Dr. Feelgood, they were great at being Motley Crue. They should not have done anything else after that. But I saw Poison, Def Leppard, and Lita Ford in New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey. And it was, I had a fucking great time. Well, I love Def Leppard. Hmm. Love them. They're okay. great. Getting back to... I'm jumping around a bit. Marilyn Manson. I love... That guy's really funny and smart. Yeah, that's what you hear about Marilyn he Manson. He really is, though. I had to I had to see Marilyn Manson uh, for... At, at a... I, I was... My job was covering this Marilyn Manson thing. This was at something called the Mayhem Fest. And I saw Marilyn Manson. And uh, as someone who doesn't like that sort of music, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. The theatrics were good. And they're, you know, they're more um, more tuneful than other metal songs. Yeah. Can, I, can I tell you who was down this bill? Sure. So rock bands just... The yeah, smaller, oh, and you know what? I, the smaller the, And maybe the more I think about it... I mean, I guess I'm trying to remember the fans of Marilyn Manson and Offspring when I was growing up. And I think there's maybe more overlap for that than you would think. Yeah, horrible people. I think it's just yeah, like little like little dirtbags, little shitheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little shit. Somebody who uh, maybe you know has a has a bottle rocket collection. Now it's people who have nostalgia for back when they had a bottle rocket right. collection and were a dick. Sure. So also on this bill, and this is a special phenomenon of the rock music festival, is they get worried that they're being racist, mm-hmm. and so they'll just book a non-rock like a hip-hop act on the show just because that way they'll confirm that they're not just some racist that only like Mm -hmm. white people music. De La Soul are on this show. (laughs) (laughs) It is the... Now, number one, 
I will not say anything ill about anyone going to see a De La Soul show because they put on a hell of a show. It is They're a blast. Great. I don't care if you're a Marilyn Manson fan. I, you know, I saw, I saw De La Soul once as, as part of like a nerd rock music festival. I think it was like Cake and Flaming Lips and De La Soul. Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah. They toured together. Think, um, right? So, yeah. And yeah, maybe they have some weird book. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know if this is more profitable than doing. It made me wonder if this could ever happen in the world of hip-hop touring packages. Like if the Rock the Bells Festival was Lauren Hill, Nas, and John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats. <laughs> like if there could be some, like a Method Man, uh, a Method Man tour with Nelly, and they're paired with the Avid Brothers. Yeah. I just saw those guys. Or the Papa Breeders. Roach. What if it was the Breeders? <laughs> just throw the Breeders in there. I like the Breeders. Yeah, I know. Well, I I like the mountain goats. I played a show with that guy. Don Darnielle of the yeah. mountain goats? Yeah, it was nice. He's, He's nice a guy. nice guy. Nice fellow. Okay, look, I know we're, the... we're using way too much time. If you <laughs> want to keep chatting with us, you got to come to Max Funcon East. Right? Oh, I'm going to be there. Yeah, Dave cool. Hill's going to be there. He's going to be teaching people lessons. October 26th through 28th in Pocono Manor, Pennsylvania. You got it. Book it. Get your reservations now. Uh, John Hodgman, Dick Cavett. Me, uh, Julie Klausner, bunch of other people, you guys. Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black. Tony Kameen. Tony Kameen. Uh, Hari Kondabalu. Hari Kondabalu. Tell me and I'll just keep doing it in this great voice that I have. No, you, then I have to remember everybody. Stop podcasting yourself. Stop podcasting yourself. International Waters. Is also on it. Jordan Morris. Yes. Jesse Thorne. Correct. Nick, our events director. I'm really looking forward Outdoors. to it. Kurt Explodo Anderson. Mm. That's a beloved guest of Jordan Jesse. Yeah. Bell. I'm excited to go for long walks with Dick Cavett in the woods. Only one of you is going to come out alive, I though. Know. Somebody's coming no, out of those woods. I, no, I, 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 I don't. You roll tight with Cavett. I think as uh, as uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, more than more than most people. You and uh, DC. Mo- Huh? No, I mean, you're not Woody I mean, Allen, not, Groucho not, Marx I say level. not more than most people. There are people that are much tighter. I'm just saying of the younger generation. Sure. I'm one of the few. Like, I have, his, you know, I have his phone number in my phone, for example. You probably do, too. Well, no, I don't. Well, maybe you had it at one point. You never had his, his cell phone his number? assistant's phone number. Yeah, that's bullshit. I know. I have that. Well, I th- I'm going to close the deal. I probably right? gave that to I'm you. I'm going to close the deal. I got uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson's phone number in my phone. Who's that? A famous MMA guy. He replaced <laughs> Mr. T in the A-Team like, movie. Do you like MMA? I don't. Uh-uh. I think But he's a very nice literally... guy. We're trying to wrap this up, guys. Okay, let me go out and say this. Right. I think that MMA is the literally the gayest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it's two guys doing everything in their power not to blow each other. They're just like, I oh god. I, I guess if kiss one guy you. started blowing the other guy, he would I mean maybe that is like a psychological thing. I gained, truly remarkably gay. I gained a lot of respect for MMA because I recently did an interview on Bullseye about the film Black Dynamite, the film and television series Black Dynamite. Sure. The star of that film, Michael Jai White, who plays the titular character, Black Dynamite, um, is a former MMA professional and MMA trainer from the relatively early days of MMA, I guess 10 mm-hmm. or 15 years ago, and uh, trained some of MMA's great champions. And after that interview, I was A, still afraid of him, 
and B, wanted to be best friends with him. Hmm. So I figured if MMA is the route, we'll just do what Wait, we can. Is that, that's the same thing as Ultimate Fighting, right? Yeah. Okay. And I say this, literally the most homosexual thing that could ever happen. And back in mentioning David Rakoff, because he – I would check on things like when I, I – I called him. I said – he, he was a somewhat homosexual gentleman. He was – Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would call him and I'd say, David uh, – He – I accidentally um, – I accidentally realized I was flirting with him because I liked him so much the first time he was on our show some 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Well, he's – I mean – My wife informed me. She she clued me in. He Well, he uh, – Because he was such amazing, a wonderful, charming guy. Absolutely. I mean, I we were very close friends and I uh, – so many times I would kick myself for being straight. I'd be like, this guy is such a catch. Yeah, I wish I pull the trigger. Were gay, but yeah. I just don't yeah. have it in me. No yeah. pun intended. Uh, no, <laughs> hey. but I would call him and be like, "Hey, just running a check on this Ultimate Fighting, the gayest thing ever, right?" And he's like, "Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." So he said that it was. So it's good. I'm glad that you could al- you could always run a check on something if you yeah, need to. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not just going to say something that I, and can't back it up. Right. I call famous homosexuals and I ask them. <laughs> Celebrity gay. That's gays. what I do. When I call them gay, we, yeah, I call, they have their fingers on the pulse. I call David Rakoff, or I would. I used to call Boy George. Mm-hmm. These are all people I have on my phone. Famous gays. Sure. Rufus Wainwright. I'll go right down the line. Rip Taylor. Spock from the new uh, I, Star I Trek do, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Rip Taylor. I don't, I don't know how to have his number, but he called me once. <laughs> I swear to God. I was in L.A., and I was doing, uh, I was doing my Dayfield Explosion show at UCB, and I I didn't have a guest, and I was like racking my brain, like who can I? And we had have the same commercial agent because, as you know, I do a tremendous amount of commercial work. Uh, no, I've done. One. You're Snoopy in all the MetLife ads, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. And um, it's the Geico gecko. Keebler Elf. Uh, but so. My agent had... I mean, you got a feel for all the Keebler Elf stuff growing up in the hollow trees of New York City. <laughs> he, yeah. plays, he plays Michael Jordan in the uh, Nike commercials. The bacon, the bacon neck ads. <laughs> he, Rip Taylor called out of the blue, unlist, you know, unlist blocked number or whatever, mm-hmm. and yelled at me for 20 minutes. Not in a mean way, but in a way that like your great aunt would yell at you sure. to like... He's probably like pants. a little hard of hearing a little bit, he so that maybe contributed well, no, to it. He was just giving me like... A real dressing down, just like telling me what I needed to hear. Wow! And he he wouldn't do the show. He couldn't do the show because he had theater tickets, of course. Sure. Right. Uh, and and then um, at the finish, he's like, "I will do it another time." Blah blah blah. And then at the end, I said, "Well, can I have your number so I can call you next time?" And he's like, "Of course you can. You know how to find me." And he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> If you need to find And then us. confetti blasted out of the, uh, <laughs> the one end of the phone. 206-984-4FUN is our telephone number. JJ, go at MaximumFun.org. I've been enjoying the suggestions for Rocket Scouts uh, mm. badges. Okay. Well, the people have been posting on Twitter with the hashtag Rocket Scouts. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Hmm? Why don't you? What if you guys had a fleet of ninjas? Something to think about. Okay. Yeah. Just I'll stick it, that in my pipe and. Sp- I mean, I'm we'll have to. We'll that. probably have to like pay them like a flat fee, like the dancer from the Mighty Mighty Boston. Yeah. Like we probably don't want to give them a cut. Yeah. But these yeah. are boom times. And hey, we're uh, coming to the Riot LA Festival in Los Angeles. We'll oh, probably yeah. have the dancer from the Mighty Mighty Boston's there. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, come see us. We'll be performing with our friends Aaron and Brian and their podcast, Throwing Shade. Yes. Maybe you've heard of it. Is this uh, all part of your hilarious umbrella? Show? 
all part of the Maximum Fun umbrella. Right, LA Festival. Come out and see us. MaximumFun.org is the details. You can buy tickets now. Oh, Jesse, I've got another live date that I'd like to mention, but I have sure. to boot it up on my phone. Can you guys just, you guys, you guys can talk about... Can we make about... this show any longer? It's I'm like a four sorry. Show. People like long shows. What I'm, is this, a And they like plugs. Show? I like not letting people wrap things up. That's, that's, the kind, that's what I can bring to your empire. Everyone's oh, going to write boy. in and say it. Anyways. Dave, you should do a show with Ben Harrison for Maximum Fun. I would love to. That would be fun. I want to, yeah. A man on the street show. I'm in. Great. Let's, seriously, let's get a, Lindsay, let's, could we send out an email on this? Lindsay, can you write this down? Who, who handles? Take dictation. Who's going to handle Lindsay, go to McDonald's. (laughs) I don't want anything. Just go there. Uh, oh hey, I remember my I remember my show. I remember my show. Lindsay, can you go to McDonald's and uh, get me a blizzard? Wait, what is our thing going to be? Our show? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We did it. Oh, let's do it. I'm it's excited about this. Mm. It's going to be great. I've been wanting to get a t- taste of that Max Fun Con, Fun Maximum Fun dot org. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I'm part of the the, yeah. the, the empire. Yeah, you're I part of the you're part of the extended universe. Sort of the l- lamented. Successor to Adam, this fuck face that I don't even know who he is. I guess if this was no, the I'm Star- sure he's a delight. If this was the Star Wars universe, you would kind of exist in a world with the novels, yeah, and the video games, the, extended, the extended universe. universe. I'm going to punch you right in the fucking face. That's a compliment. <laughs> That's a good place I'm to be. Just, I'm just kidding. The I'm novels are really swearing. good. Have you the novels are the great? Novels? No, I'm a, I can't. Really Chewbacca good. dies. Oh, thanks. Whoa, hold on. Sorry, guys. Could use that. I was talking about the Dragonlance novels. Oh. Yeah. I had, I have not Chewbacca the... dies in those too. He does. Yeah, they're very complicated and bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I remember my show uh, on Friday, uh, Friday, August thirty first. I'm going to be performing uh, some stand up comedy at the End of the World show. It's at the Lyric Hyperion Theater. It's called the uh, End of the World show. It's going to be funny. Uh, oh gosh, who's that guy from Adult Swim who breaks everything? Eric Andre. Eric Andre. It's it's me and some other funny people and Eric Andre. Yes, I love so, Eric yeah. Andre. He's a there very funny man. He's a delight. Nice guy. Go to that. Very nice You guys guy. can talk about punk rock. Sure. We'll be back next week by Dave's book. It's called Tasteful Nudes and Other Misguided Attempts at Personal Growth and Validation. Available wherever incredible books are sold. Uh, Powell's, Amazon, Books a Million, IndieBound. Uh, Barnes and Noble. Basically, you know, there's like a bookstore. Books.com. Books.net. Yeah, you just go like where they got books and you ask them if they have it. Books.co.uk. Yeah. It's it's actually coming out in the UK in October. October 22nd. Uh, A publisher over there called Belly Kids. I'm going to do a different UK only cover. Hey. Forward by Rich Fulcher. So can people people collect the different covers? I would. Yeah, I probably would too. That's why I did it. So I could have to make it, it too. more collectible. No, I did it so because I I wanted it. I was I wanted to be like here's the, this version, here's this other version. Great, just for my own entertainment. Done and done. 